0: Welcome to Running Wit from
1: Fat to Finish Line. From Fat to Finish Line is a tribe of runners of all shapes and sizes who support each other in reaching their fitness, running, and weight loss goals. Here are your hosts. Hi, I'm Coach Rick Akey. And I'm Jen Rowe. Each week, we're going to bring you stories from the pavement.
0: Or the treadmill.
1: About running for all shapes and sizes.
0: And whether it's us sharing our personal victories and stumbles. Or just chatting with some of our favorite running friends. We're here to let you know the struggle is real and you're not alone.
1: So stick around. You might just learn something. Well, hello everyone and welcome back. We have another episode of the Running With From Fat to Finish Line podcast for you. I'm Coach Rick.
0: Hi, and I'm Jen Rowe.
1: Hey, uh, Jen, I don't know if you've noticed, it's hot. It's hot.
0: It is hot. It is hot as hell here in New Jersey. I don't know about the rest of the world, but here it is yeah. hot and humid. It,
1: here in Wisconsin, we've got heat and humidity. I don't know the last day that I didn't have my central air conditioning running. Uh, I definitely don't know the last day I wore pants.
0: <laughs> summer is definitely here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it would be very timely for us to talk a little bit about uh, running in the summer heat today Uh, because this is kind of where we're at right now. Your choices are run in the summer heat or uh, wait for it to cool off. Right, or not run, right? (laughs) Or don't run. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. What's uh, your uh, favorite or should I say least favorite memory of dealing with running in the hot weather
0: um all of them (laughs) i am not a big fan of running in the hot weather um Mm -hmm. i'm actually not also a fan of running in the cold weather which is also an issue but if i was a
1: delicate flower i am a delicate
0: flower there's a perfect 55 (laughs) degrees with no humidity and a little overcast Mm -hmm. that i like Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um but if I had shoes, I'd rather run when it's 30 degrees out than when it's 85 degrees out and humid.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. That's us northern people talking yes. for sure. In fact, I like I like it to be about 45 degrees. Oh, That's like shorts, T-shirt, uh, <laughs> don't have to worry about too much sweat. Um, yeah, but we're not going to have weather like that no. for months.
0: And that's a yeah. little cool for me. I mean, fifty. I, I, I feel like 50 to 55 is my sweet spot, but we don't have that. So eighty
1: five in Milwaukee today.
0: Yeah, it was ninety two degrees in New Jersey today and humid. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. My thing is, is okay, so, so some stories, okay? So, yeah. he and me, uh, we're not great friends. Although I've I've learned to manage it over the years. Mm-hmm. There's been times where I've run, and it's been really hot. Now, there's two 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 cases I can really think of that are really standouts for me. Well, maybe three. The first one is New Jersey Half Marathon, which was the very first half marathon I ever oh, ran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ran there with Angela Lee, and poor Angela Lee, who is from... Uh, Los Angeles, California, where the weather's always beautiful, and she mm-hmm. doesn't have to really worry about. I don't know, humidity so much, <laughs> came oh, in yeah. to, came in because she was being a friend. And little did she know she was being a friend to somebody who lives in New Jersey. So she flew in <laughs> to run this half marathon with me, my very first, like I said. And it was fluky. It was early May, maybe the last week of April, the first week of May, something like that, where the weather's usually mm-hmm. about 55 degrees <laughs> at that time. But this day it was not. It was... 83 degrees and it was high humidity and it was really out of the norm. And Angela and I were dying. And um, what we thought was going to take a little bit under three hours, took a little bit over three hours. We did a lot of walking. We got hosed down by people on the course. I mean, it was hot. And at the finish line we were so hot and we were so dehydrated. I mean, people were bringing us electrolyte drinks and my friend Amy came down and she gave us frozen peas to like try to cool ourselves down. I oh, mean, yeah. it was hot. And then the second thing I really that really stands out is obviously the time that we did the Ragnar race from Miami to Key West, Florida for the
1: Oh yes, as featured in the documentary feature film from Fat to Finish Line now streaming on Amazon video
0: exactly so that race took place early January and
1: second week of January mm-hmm. yep
0: no it was like January 2nd wasn't it
1: it was early January it was where, early January. Uh, I don't know about you but I left 15 degrees when I left Milwaukee to come down for that race and uh, I was expecting you know cool and breezy And we got neither of those things.
0: No. And I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I was thinking because I guess not ever really been in Florida at that time of year. I didn't know the temperature. I don't know why I didn't decide to look at the Googles because I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of the Googles um, and figure out what the temperature was going to be. But in my brain, it was going to be about 55, 60 degrees because it was 20 Mm -hmm. degrees in New Jersey. So I figured, oh, it's going to be nice. It's not going to be hot. It's going to be nice. But it wasn't nice. It was hot.
1: (laughs) It was. And humid. (laughs) And cloudless. And no shade. It was some rough sliding.
0: And it was also very humid. And I think the big Mm -hmm. issue was for for folks like me and you is... Up until this point, we had been training in cooler temperatures, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like we had worked up into this temperature. It wasn't like, okay, we've been training through the summer and we're kind of acclimated to this weather. We kind of dived headfirst into, like, I'm sure where you're from in Wisconsin was much uh, cooler than even from where I was coming from in New Jersey. But I'm coming from 30-degree yeah. weather, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're in the 80s and we're in high humidity, and I was completely not prepared for it. And I think that was part of my struggles.
1: I sur- with that too Um, and yeah that that time of year Milwaukee you can easily go the whole month of January without going above the freezing mark so you know we're just used to that sort of colder weather here that doesn't necessarily mean we like it but we're acclimated to it correct Uh, I also have a race I'm thinking about there's a very popular musical festival here in Milwaukee and they got what I thought at the time was a pretty good idea to associate a half marathon with the festival and so that's in july first week of july and they had hired a brand new race promoter the music festival did to put this race on and they thought it would be a good idea to start this race at noon uh uh, first week of july we were able to talk them back to starting it at 9 a.m which was still ridiculously late standing in line waiting to pick up my packet at 6 30 and i'm just standing there in my running clothes and i've got sweat rolling down my face already i'm like we're in for a rough day it was in the 80s with 80 something percent humidity the sun was unrelenting the course eventually got shut down and there were far too many ambulance sirens because people were just not prepared for the heat And the race organizer wasn't either.
0: That's super scary. And I think that that's a real concern is that what happens, and I think this is a really good segue into the next part of this, is what happens when you are suddenly facing warmer temperatures? I mean, we're going into a time of year where we either, we have a choice right now, especially with the quarantine situation where most of our races have been canceled. We have Mm -hmm. an option right now. Do we keep running or do we stop running? So, Coach Rick... What is some of your advice? If I want to keep running throughout the summer, what do I do?
1: So if you find yourself in conditions that you're not expecting, you have to make some kind of an adjustment to your plan and to your expectations. You can't expect that you're going to perform the same way that you would in ideal weather in oppressively hot, humid, sunny weather. It's just not reasonable. There's more stress on your body's systems to keep you cooler And that just simply means that that's energy that's being diverted from your primary goal, which is executing your running plan. So uh, the first piece of advice I would offer is you need to adjust your plan. This probably means adjusting your pace. It may mean adjusting your predicted finish time. You need to be willing to flex because if you don't, you certainly run the risk of Uh, being disappointed at the very least and possibly having some kind of heat-related illness.
0: And I think this is super important because when I first started running, I think it was a year or two into my running, and I was hell-bent on getting this PR for this 5K, and I, I'll never forget it. It was during the Teterboro 5K, and Teterboro is like a private airport where all the fancy private planes land here in New Jersey. You know, it's like 10 minutes outside of New York City, so I can only imagine the, the movers and shakers who have landed there, but... In any case, they opened up their runway for this 5K, and it was, I want to say, the first week of July, maybe the second week of July, and I'd been training and training and training for this PR, and I ran my ass off. I ran the fastest. I don't think I ever ran that fast again. I think that was it. I ran my ass off because I was so hell-bent. I didn't care about the temperature. I didn't care I was going to die. Like, I... I did the wrong thing, let's just say. And I um, I crossed the finish line and I got the PR, but I felt sick and dizzy for three days. And oh I probably should have got medical attention, and I'm lucky that I didn't like really have an issue, a real big problem. Because at that time I was so insecure that I was like not all that educated to know that like you no, know, you could die from this. You know. <laughs> so I think it's really important to say like, hey, this might not be the time of year for your PR. This might not be the time to push yourself. I did, mm-hmm. and I really was. I was sick for three days, you know, and I it wasn't remember. Worth it not being a good experience, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think what you had there was a little bit of heat stroke. You know, running in hot, humid weather like that, your heart is working harder, your lungs are working harder, your sweat glands are working harder, and if you try to put the same amount of output into your run, that's just a recipe for getting yourself sick. Yes. So. Yeah, and I'm guessing uh, even if you did run your ideal plan, being sick for three days afterwards certainly couldn't have been worth it. No,
0: and I will say looking back and now, I was stupid, you know, and I was younger. I was in my 30s still, I believe, and, you know, mm-hmm. doing it now, I mean, it could have been disastrous, but I didn't know better. I had tunnel vision, and nobody had told mm-hmm. me otherwise. I didn't know any better. I did not take the heat into consideration, and I didn't. I, I just didn't know better, and I wish I did because it wouldn't have been the race I picked to try to, you know, run my fastest race. And it was a big problem. I really remember being very worried for a couple of days because I felt dizzy. I felt sick. I mean, it mm-hmm. was not a good feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and you can get dehydrated pretty easily in weather like that. I was actually just out on a run yesterday with a friend, and we had that problem. We got back and i drank a, a lot of water and uh, some sports beverage trying to rehydrate but i'll tell you for the rest of the day i guess there's no nice way to say this i basically just never peed like the whole rest of the day oh, because that's not nothing good. came through my body was taking up everything that i was putting back into it so being careful with that like air on the side of caution and i think that brings us to the second point this idea of hydration so if you are out in i'll say runner-friendly weather running relatively short distances you can probably just not even worry about it like if your plan is to go out and run two or three miles on a nice spring day there's probably no need to be concerned about having a, a water bottle with you But as you extend your distance or the time that you are out and or you're out there in weather that is not super runner friendly because it's too hot or too humid, you're going to sweat more. You're going to lose more liquid out of your body. And it's not just water. You're losing salt as well. So, you know, you're going to need something to replace that. And so let's talk a little bit about hydration. Jen, what do you do? What's what's your strategy with hydration on a longer run?
0: Well, I will tell you, and not to contradict you, because I think it's um, really subjective to everybody, but I will Mm -hmm. tell you, if I'm running for um, one mile or ten miles, I bring water with me. I find that I do get thirsty, and maybe it's just also a diversion, where I'm like, I've got something in my hand now, and I'm I'm sipping at something, but for me, like... Especially now that I've become a little bit slower of a runner, and especially at this time of year where I've become even slower because of the weather, I bring water if it is a two mile run or a three mile run because I find that I need it. And again, is it well, psychological? You know, it might be sure. psychological. It might not be mm-hmm. actually medically necessary. Like, I might not die if I don't hydrate during a two-mile run. But for me, because I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit slower now, my, my miles are 1330 or a 14-minute mile even. You know, you're talking mm-hmm. almost 30 minutes of running in heat and humidity. So, for me. That's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think you have to also know where you're at pace wise and know who you are right i think it's a, a kind of individual to coach's perspective you know and to back up his point of view you know especially on a, a longer run certainly you better mm-hmm. bring some kind of hydration but if you're someone like me who feels like oh you know what it's only a mile or two but i feel a little bit comforted <laughs> just yeah. to have oh, you're it you're not going to go wrong you're not going to go wrong having with
1: this, right yeah no. Right. And I think bearing on the side of caution with this is perfectly okay.
0: And I think that's the point there, you know, I mean, like I might be a little hyper about it now, especially because I've had mm-hmm. situations where I felt like I was underhydrated.
1: Mm-hmm. And again,
0: I think for me it's a little bit of a, a whoopee blanket, if you will. Like I have it. <laughs> you know, and if I'm if I'm running and I'm getting a little I feel a little bit like dramatically, you know, Exhausted after ten seconds of running. I have my water, you know. so so don't feel like um bad about having to do a little extra hydration or bring that water out there when it's hot out because I think it's super important. And I think the bigger point that coach is trying to make is that during this time of year don't mess with it. You know what I mean? Don't mess with it. Err on the side of having water when you don't need it. You know, because yeah, if you're yeah. running...
1: No, you're absolutely right. Error on the side of having it with you. If you don't need it, great. Uh, it's really much better to have it and not need it than the opposite and need it and not have it.
0: And I actually overfill my bottle. Sometimes so I could just dump some on my head, to be quite
1: honest. <laughs> you know, if that's, I'm really dying. That's a good thing, too. Yep. Staying cool. A little uh, that's, bit down, that's down the... That's sh- what it's about.
0: That's right. A little bit down the front of your shirt and a little bit on your head mm-hmm. can help. <laughs> Believe me.
1: Absolutely. So here's a couple thoughts about how to handle hydration. You could carry something with you. Uh, You could have a bottle in your hand. I know, Jen, you like to run with a bottle in your hand. Others wear a belt that contains bottles, looks like a Batman utility belt. Uh, I've seen yet others wear a vest that's essentially putting a water container on your back with a straw that comes off of the vest. Generally, I'll see that with runners that are running very long distances. Uh, So several options exist for having it with you at all times while you're on the run. If you don't like that idea or don't want to invest in that, and everything I just described there has some kind of cost associated with it, you could simply arrange your run such that you could go past your house or your car multiple times so that you could stop, have a drink, and keep going. Basically setting up your own water stop. So and for that all you really need, heck, is a glass and a tap if you're just looking to get some water. If you're out there for longer, I would really recommend looking at some kind of a sports beverage that has electrolytes in it. Plenty of name brands out there that will offer you that. I'd recommend testing out a couple to see, first, what you like flavor-wise, and second, what your body will tolerate. Anything you would add as far as how to actually make this hydration thing work for you on your run?
0: I mean, I, I really like what you were saying about, you know, setting up your own water stations. Um, I mm-hmm. will say this, you know, I am a cheap bitch But when it comes to (laughs) So I mean it doesn't have to be expensive I I think I got like my water bottle From like a health expo for free You know what I mean So Mm -hmm. I -hmm. don't believe there's like a real excuse Not to have water with you on the run You know what I mean I feel like you can go and get a water bottle From you know ShopRite They're not that expensive You know what I mean Even if you refill a plastic bottle Bring some water with you Like there's no real excuse When it comes to expense And Uh, Like Coach Rick says, I mean, we're doing running. It's not a terribly expensive sport aside from race fees and the price of your running shoe. Invest in something hydration-wise that's going to suit you because it's going to help you keep healthy and hydrated and running. And that's really the most important thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, personally prefer the uh, utility belt. I invested in one of those many years ago. And it carries a number of small bottles, eight ounce bottles that I pre-fill with water or sports beverage. I have it with me at all times. And I've just, I've reused those bottles over hundreds of times. I haven't spent a penny on that in years. So uh, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to be in this for the long haul, I think a little bit of an investment might not be a bad idea.
0: And you have to experiment um, because personally I hate yeah. the belt. I hated that thing. Yep. I invested in that. I I think I got Ed Marshall's. It wasn't all that expensive. I think I spent seventeen ninety nine on it and I found it wasn't for me. But I mm-hmm. did find, like, I think I, I have one of those um, handheld Nathan bottles where, like, I could slip my hand through it. And I like that. And I know that that irritates the shit out of oh, some people. But I
1: absolutely cannot deal with the handheld bottle. And... It just throws off my whole my whole stride, right. my whole Kate It just throws me totally out of whack. I can't do that.
0: Absolutely. Most of the people I run with do not like having stuff in their hands. And I don't blame them. But it works for me. So I think the point mm-hmm. here is, you know, don't be afraid to experiment with what what's going to work for you because the most important thing at the end of the day is being able to hydrate and find the thing that works best for you. For me, I like holding Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't like the belt. It made me feel uncomfortable. Some people like the vest, like Rick said. So don't think just because you've tried one thing and that you didn't like it that you haven't, you know, find your solution.
1: Keep experimenting until you find what works for you. That's it. Talking about that. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit on this, this idea of experimenting on what works for you because there's actually an even broader topic and that is what do you wear you're going to go out in the heat you want to be dressed appropriately so now we need to consider all of the things that you're wearing apart from your shoes which probably won't change because of the heat but almost everything else you're wearing is probably worth a second look are you wearing pants or shorts are you wearing long sleeve or short sleeve top are you wearing anything at all on your head. Oh, and hey, let's not forget also about if you're going to be out there in the sun, sunscreen, absolute must. Tell me what you wear when you're running out when it's hot, Jen.
0: Well, this is really funny because as an overweight runner, when I first started running, I still, <laughs> for a long time, because I was so insecure about my body, <laughs> wore long pants. Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, shirts with sleeves. I I run with a a running cap because that helps me keep the sun off my face, and the sports caps have, like, a little sweatband in them kind of thing. But I really... Overdressed because I was so insecure about my body, and the funny uh, thing yeah. is, is I'm at a point in my life now where I've, you know, put on some weight. I'm not my the weight I want to be at. I'm, I'm heavier than I've been in a long time, actually. But now I'm running in tank tops and shorts, and <laughs> and I don't care because you know what? I'm comfortable, <laughs> and comfortable. I have found as a runner that I have decided that I'm proud of my runner's body, and I don't care if it doesn't look like 120 pounds. Runner's body. I have, I am a runner. Yes. And I deserve to have a runner's body and I deserve to have Mm -hmm. a cool runner's body. So now, I mean, for me, like, as a woman, and it's going to be different for you, Rick, but as a woman, mm-hmm. I wear compression shorts because I don't like how it feels. My legs rub together, and mm-hmm. and that keeps from the, the chafing, if you will. But I do, I wear shorts, and I wear a tank top now, and I, I try to keep as cool as I can be, and I put on sunscreen, and I wear my hat. I wear a visor so my hair breathes. I mean, it's still not cool mm-hmm. enough. If I could, I, I don't know, if I could run in the water, it be ideal, right? But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I wear now as little clothing as possible. I am not one of those run in my sports bra type gals yet because mm-hmm. I'm still insecure and I'm still not that brave. Though if you are that brave and you feel like confident about your curves and you want to rock that, I encourage you to do so. I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I do recommend not being shy about stripping down to as least layers as you feel
1: comfortable with to keep yourself cool. So finding the happy point between psychological comfort and physical comfort with what you're wearing out in the hot. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And you laid it out there pretty well for what the ladies are wearing. So let me just offer for the gentlemen that might be listening uh, a couple of thoughts uh, because not everything Jen said is gonna work for us us fellas. I'm gonna start with, you wanna have yourself a pair of shorts that have a liner in them so that you don't also need to wear underwear underneath there. You want something that's gonna, how can I say this delicately? Keep everything where it's supposed to be uh, and make sure that there's not a whole lot of rubbing that you would not want to have happen. Uh, Having that extra layer of of, uh, Cloth if you can avoid it, right? That's just a little bit more a little bit more airflow a little bit more freedom Uh, So I definitely recommend that Uh, I'm also going to suggest much like Jen was talking about What your comfort level might be running in a sports bra for a gentleman since it seems to be the option We have here if you feel like running naked from the waist up more power to you you're not going to see me doing that. I did that exactly one time because I really did think I was going to overheat. And I was so uncomfortable in my mind doing that, that I don't expect to ever do that again, but short sleeves or tank top, something that's got as much airflow as possible, certainly wicking clothing you're going to want the smallest or shortest socks that you're comfortable with. Basically get as much stuff off of your skin as you can in the heat. As far as the hat goes, I have not found a hat or a visor that I can put on my head that didn't actually create a bigger problem than it solved, meaning it would trap too much heat on my head and I would find myself getting hot. So it's going to be some trial and error here with the clothing as well. But one thing that is not optional or up for trial and error, sunscreen. Absolutely a requirement. Get yourself a good sunscreen. I would recommend the athlete kind that you can spray on because it goes on quickly. It coats evenly. You're not going to find yourself with a funny patchy tan or sunburn like you would maybe with a cream rub-on type of sunscreen. So definitely make with the sunscreen. Dress for your day. Expect to be hot (laughs) and do what you can to avoid it with your wardrobe. Okay, what else? You know, we talked about making adjustments. I, I can think of another way that we might adjust, and that is When during the day are you going for a run? Jen, uh, would you describe yourself as more of a morning, afternoon, or evening runner? What's your preference generally?
0: Well, unfortunately, my favorite time to run is around the afternoon. And it's funny because when it's hot out, I'm like fuck it's one o'clock in the afternoon It is exactly the hottest day part of the day um mm-hmm. so in the summer i do try adjust my running um and either run really early or after dusk i'm not the best at waking up early unless i'm really training for something that requires long long runs so mm-hmm. i find myself waiting until dusk where the sun's gone down where it's still it's still a little bit warmer than it's you know I'd like it to be but the sun's not beating down it's probably five to ten degrees cooler um mm-hmm. and I actually enjoy it like there's something about for me running at seven thirty or eight o'clock at night that feels very soothing it's a it's a nice time of day to wind down with a nice run
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I I generally try to avoid that middle of the day run, even though sometimes, unfortunately, and I hate to admit it, that that's when I can run. Sometimes it is. If if that's the only time I can run, I'll do it, but it's not ideal.
1: It's not ideal, and there's there's more to it than just the obvious about it's it's hotter, it's uh, it's sunnier. Uh, in addition, you can have more ozone in the atmosphere. Uh, during the middle of the day and high ozone values can irritate your eyes they can irritate your airways so they can make it more physically challenging to run so there's another problem on top of the fact that it's hot and humid and the sun is feeling like a punch in the face it can actually be atmospherically different and making it difficult for you now i don't can i I interrupt for one minute oh yeah please
0: it's funny because sometimes when i do wind up running at one or two o'clock in the afternoon when it's really crappy super hot out i Mm -hmm. think to myself what the hell's your problem why are you trying to like make things harder on yourself like and Mm -hmm. i think that when you're running in the middle of the day when it's super hot and humid out you're just making it harder on yourself you know Mm when there's no reason to do that if you can help it
1: if you can help it if your schedule allows for it if you have the flexibility I uh, personally am a morning runner, the earlier the better. I find that to be a really great way to start off my day very energetically. And I won't say that I leap out of bed and into my shoes and take off. Like it does take me a couple of minutes to come too. But once I'm out there, it's quiet. Uh, I might be watching the sunrise over the lake, which is absolutely gorgeous. And it's a little time to collect my thoughts before my, my day begins. Maybe I'll try to solve a work problem or think about something coming up this weekend or what have you. And, uh, you know, I'm back from my day before some people are out of bed. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I get to feel kind of smug the rest of the day. Like, like this is, this I already got the hardest part of my day out of the way. What else you got for me, day? Bring it on. So it's also cooler. So uh, if you can, morning or evening. Okay. What if your schedule is not flexible at all, and you need to be running in the middle of the day, what else can you do? Let me make this suggestion. And this is really the suggestion of last resort, especially when the weather's nice. Take your workout indoors. So go to a treadmill, go to an indoor track, go somewhere where the climate is going to be more favorable. It's probably going to be less enjoyable than it might be if you were outside but you're gonna avoid a lot of the problems we just talked about. Jen, do you find yourself doing either treadmill or track or something indoors
0: yes in fact like i do um it's the reason why i actually keep up um, a gym membership because here in new jersey if the weather's not super hot in the summer then it's super shitty in the winter right so Mm -hmm. i specifically keep up a gym membership in order to be able to enable myself to continue to work out when the weather's not ideal and i prefer running through my gorgeous park when it's a, a perfect 55 degrees, um, mm-hmm. it's also okay. Like, I, I find other ways to enjoy running on the treadmill. I mean, the upside to running on the treadmill is I could just maybe put in a Netflix movie or I might zone out on uh, some music or something. It's nice mm-hmm. to not have to worry about traffic or the people... So, I mean, for me, I have to just get in a different mindset, mm-hmm. but it's not the end of the world. And I think that sometimes it's nice to have the dashboard where I could put my water and my keys and all my crap, you know, without mm-hmm. worrying about it. And it's just reframing that, okay, it's it's a different workout than running yeah. outside for sure, but it's not a horrible workout. It's a trade-off.
1: Well, and it's better than skipping it all together. Okay, we've talked over a number of really good ideas here. Let's see if we can sum up. Uh, Five things we talked about here, and they're all kind of related here. Uh, Adjust your plan, adjust your pace. That's the first one. Be ready to make an adjustment based on the weather. That might include uh, adjusting how you dress. It might include the time of day that you run. It might include where you run. And uh, it Will probably also include thinking more seriously about your hydration situation. So, if you can look at those five components, I think you have yourself a recipe for getting through running through the hot summer months. What do you think, John?
0: No, I completely agree. Run a little slower, you know, (laughs) hydrate yourself. Walk Mm -hmm. if you have to. You know, listen, respect the weather. I think that's the bottom line. Respect the weather. This is not Mm -hmm. about you being a badass and getting a PR right now. This is not about, you know, uh, showing Mother Nature who the fuck you are. Just slow it down, get your run in, be healthy, be happy, but keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's hot is no reason to stop running.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to it. So, with that, we'll close her up. I'm Coach Rick. And
0: I'm Jen Rowe.
1: And you've been listening to the Running With From Fat to Finish Line podcast. We'll talk with you again soon. In the meantime, run strong, everybody.
0: Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Running With From Fat to Finish Line. If you haven't seen the documentary, watch it now on iTunes, Amazon Prime, or your favorite streaming service. Join our tribe at Facebook.com forward slash that to finish and if you're interested
1: in starting your own running journey download our free run your first mile program at www.thattofinish.com forward slash train